Period podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Terry. And I'm Amy. And so it is February 2023, if you're listening to this in order. And since we're talking this week, we're talking about uh, the two of the most powerful things in the world. Love. And money. (laughs) Evidently, Terry needs to be involved in the conversation quicker than I was bringing her in. Uh, But to get us started today, uh, one of our questions is, what is the greatest love song? This is a get to know you question. What is the greatest love song? And if you'd like to uh, put on our webpage or social media or whatever, you can answer that question as well. But what's the greatest love song? Oh, I heard this question differently earlier. I thought it was your, like... Like your wedding right, well, song. Your greatest personal love what song. Is, what, well, that's what I meant. I don't but think... the greatest I, love song of all time, I don't know. Well, the great... If, if it's my personal, it's the greatest of all time. So what's the... <laughs> what's a, your... That shows how Scott thinks how himself. Thinks. So, Absolutely. So what is the best love... What is your favorite love song? Yes. All what? right. What's yours, Terry? Mine... So at our wedding in, of course, big time 80s, right? 1988, big poofy shoulder dress. Um... Was Phil Collins? You had big hair too, didn't you? I did. Had pretty hair. What was it? What was what was the name of it? Groovy kind of love. Oh, by Phil Collins. Collins. Oh, I love Phil Collins. He was good. He was good. good. It was. It was. I think we danced to that song at the reception. Amy. Okay, I think the greatest of all time is Unchained Melodies. I think that's amazing too. How does that one go? I can't remember. Oh my love, my ghost, the ghost Ghost. song. Oh, it's the one from Ghost. (gasps) Wait, is it? It's also in Dirty Dancing, I think. And I, oh my gosh, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. And so Unchained Melody, but I also love All of You by John Legend and Megan and I saw it in concert and it was so romantic. All right. Well, I know I'm supposed to say the song I danced to at my wedding, which is Only You from Starlight Express, a musical by Andrew Lloyd Webber. But, but I, I really, I was mean, that I, Chris's choice? No, actually that was my choice. Really? Yeah. I, I, uh, Cause it was unique. Uh, but, uh. I'm a big fan of Brian Adams' Heaven. I love Brian Adams. And I'm a big fan of Foreigners. I want to know what love is. Oh, so truly good. a man of the 80s Hell and yeah. 90s. And yes. just, yeah, yeah. Uh, so good on that right there. Wow. Mine is actually the oldie. Yes, it is. All of it. I mean, that's because it's iconic. Well, it's iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I was telling Jason. Or, Jason, which one was yours? Something by the Something, something by the Beatles. Something by the too. Beatles. And I was telling Jason when I like my, one of my first girlfriends early on was uh, uh, Alabama Feels So Right. Back You're not supposed day. to remember stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. I remember every one of them just in my head. <laughs> I can just, pa, you take me a song, I can tell you who I was dancing to with it. Oh, man. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So as we told you this month, we're talking about the two most powerful things in the world, love and money. Which Terry seems to really like the money. So we're going. But we all know there's that song by Jason's favorite group, the Beatles. Money can't buy me love, can't buy me, right? But could money buy you happiness? happiness? That's the question. Can money buy you happiness? The Scott Smith answer is no. Thank you for the podcast. <laughs> Tune in it? next really? week. Really? Just no? I disagree. I don't think money can buy you happiness. I think money... Shocking. Wait, let's, not let's just up. stop to my podcast people and go, this will surprise you. Both Terry and Amy are going to disagree with me. Disagree. And the rest of the podcast is me proving let's them wrong. Let's up on them. <laughs> so I... Not straight up. It can't I disagree buy because up. of statistics. Oh, <laughs> I looked this up. I... Listen... 87% of all statistics are made up on the spot. That's not true. That that statistic is made up. So I 
I do believe that money can buy happiness. And I think there's a difference between happiness and a joy that comes from God. Um, but money can buy happiness to a point, And that is very important. So there is a 2010 study. Um, I read this on Forbes, but it was a study done by... Um, Two Nobel Prize winning economists, wow. so that's legit. Daniel Common and Angus, oh, what a name, Angus Deaton. And so they are economists and psychologists who do research on money and psychological well-being. I just want to be clear, your evidence is to come from Forbes magazine and two rich white guys. Okay, so. So that's where, that's where your argument <laughs> that money can buy happiness, you're using Forbes well, magazine and rich white guys. Well, Scott, you have a Nobel Peace Prize. I had an article posted. I haven't even told you the statistic yet. I had a similar article posted in Advances in Experimental and Social Psychology. So Mm -hmm. keep going, Amy. So so they're essentially saying that, and this is 2010, money doesn't buy happiness after $75,000. Today, with inflation, that would be like $90,000. So So, up to $90,000, I can buy happiness, but post $90,000, I can't. No, no, no. Here's here's how it works. So once you reach that level, level as your income continues to go up your happiness doesn't necessarily continue to go up. more money doesn't make me happier more money does not make you happier however poverty doesn't make you happy either right so so for folks living under the poverty line they don't have access to medical care to health insurance to um time off or things that would allow you to do some of the to travel to do some things that are meaningful in life if you are um, like really, really struggling to meet basic needs. Well, you're you're not necessarily. Let's, let's pause right there. You said that's a key item. You said um, needs items. I think part of our problem nowadays mm-hmm. is that items that we qualify as needs now were absolutely a luxury not very long ago. Sure. Such as, you know? Give me an example. I most homes like. I remember our first home had Formica counters everywhere. And how often do you go into a house now that doesn't have granite or marble? I mean, the expectation of what you need in a house is like, I don't know very many young couples that want to rent their first apartment and they're thrilled to do so. How many couples are... I've seen on wedding invitations, they're, they're collecting money for a down payment on a house. They, oh, or I, they have to have the house I before argue- they have the wedding. I don't know many of my friends who own their homes. Right. I know maybe they don't very own very few. Well, I know a lot so of people you, hold are on, struggling. Matt, Matt Terry's thing, though. Mm-hmm. I think we have an expectation, like so, two cars. Is it? Right, is, we don't need them. You know, one car is probably a need. Two is probably a luxury, and yet we feel like two is a need. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know. I just, I think that there's a lot of things that people nowadays would qualify I'm, as something I need. I mean, I nails. Need, you, I feel like I need nails, but hello, that's absolutely a luxury. Oh, yeah. I'm, I think what I'm talking about is there, there is a level of poverty in even our country, which in our poverty in the United States is nothing compared to the right, poverty. Next, next of, week, I'm in Africa. It, yeah, I I will say after traveling to Cuba, I'm like, oh my gosh, I like it, someone it, in poverty here. It, it doesn't even compare. So some of the happiest people on the planet Earth that I've met mm-hmm. are the poorest. Or the poorest mm-hmm. is my argument against your Forbes magazine and your statistics mm-hmm. that. Happy and, and so I get with more money, I can have more things, and that when yeah. I and have more things, things, I have more stuff. 
It's right. not the in the study that I read. It's not the things that give you things that go away that give you increased life so satisfaction. What, what? It's when you can first off when you don't have debt and you have mm-hmm. um, because debt when you have debt there's a certain level of stress that your body knows. Okay. Like you you know you owe, and so you are not free. You are not um, autonomous. You you do not have the ability to make choices because. You know, you're one car payment, one house payment away. If you lose your job, then everything, the whole mm-hmm. house of cards falls down. Mm-hmm. But um, if you have the ability to use your money as a resource because you're not paying everybody else all your money, mm-hmm. then you can use it to, when you buy experiences with people you love and you spend money on like a trip or, um, and they say also, if you spend money on pro-social spending, like charity and helping family sure. members, those that kind of spending increases your personal joy and happiness. It mm-hmm. increases your, um, you know, how you feel about life. In, and it lasts, whereas the thing you bought, the new phone or the new computer, it gets old and outdated and broken and before you know it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't continue to yeah. give you joy. Well, that, that ties into one of our family mottos. Our, our family mottos with our kids, our boys, and I think it drove them nuts, is we gave them experiences, not stuff. Mm-hmm. That we would make sure we did things. We would save our money to do things together rather than, and like Chris, like we, we've stayed in some raunchy places for vacation. I mean, sketchy <laughs> Airbnb Motels. places. Because her mentality is we don't really need a wonderful bed to sleep in. Mm-hmm. We, but we want to be where we can do cool stuff around that, yeah. right? Kind of thing. So is that tying into what you're saying, Terry? Absolutely. I mean, I think you can spend money on a trip or get ready or have be planning the trip, and you have the anticipation and the happiness affiliated with looking forward to the event, even before you even spend the money. Mm-hmm. But back to Amy's, so $90,000. That's a, so in today's, with, in today's today, money, with not, inflation. So once I get past $90,000, I can't be yeah, happy? So this is, this is the statistic. <laughs> you don't get happier. Beyond, don't get happier. Yeah, here's, here's what the quote. Beyond that, so... 2010, 75,000 today, 90,000 beyond. And I don't know if that's a combined salary or for a family or one person, I it might be one person, but beyond that people have no happier with higher salaries. The seminal study concluded that whilst low income is associated both with low life evaluation and low emotional well-being, ironically, high income buys life satisfaction, but not happiness. So what we should do is tax everybody so, over $90,000 to keep everybody at 90,000 and put that in social services no, to bring that everybody might not, that might not, not be a bad idea i I'll, i will say that's like giving everybody a c mm-hmm. so so the doctor who is making you know two hundred thousand dollars is no happier than the, well, yeah, the family we'll, that's the, making well, 75 we'll, we'll so cover long this as their needs in, are met in two weeks mm-hmm. i know we're going to talk about our money mm-hmm. specifically and how the more money you have doesn't mean you have less Bills. Mm-hmm. Generally, what happens is if you if most most Americans more money, making, more bills. If you're making fifty thousand, you have fifty one thousand dollars in payments. If you're making two hundred thousand, you have two hundred one thousand in payments. What well, you know? Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk about this. Let me just let Everyone's me just. So you, I'm Joneses. hearing from y'all that money can buy happiness. Can money buy love? Can money buy love? No, I don't. I, I, I give you an example. Pretty woman. <laughs> she was a prostitute. Well. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's a great she movie. Was, that's what I'm saying is that's that is the ultimate chick flick, right? 
I mean, maybe not the ultra. It's it, a good no, it's one. It's, it's one, of, it's one it, of the top. It, I love rom-coms. It's, it's considered. And Richard it's considered. It was on like a modern My Fair Lady. Yes. All right, but, it, but it clearly is he spent the money and then the relationship <laughs> got developed after that, correct? And then I was in So movie. did money buy love? Can money buy love? If you no. can buy happiness, you why know, can't no, no. it buy if love? If he had just paid her and walked away, it would have been no love. The reason there was love is because he treated her like a lovely person. He he, he treated her he with dignity. Took her to the store and said, "Take care of her." So money can buy happiness. It can't buy love. Okay, money can provide calm and control <laughs> and allow us to buy our way out of unforeseen bumps in the road. Well, you know, so I have a lot of friends who meet on dating apps now, um, and a lot of like people. Will you know poo poo on dating apps, but we're you in a mean, modern you mean era. AKA Terry. <laughs> so they met on Hinge, and what's Hinge? You, Hinge? I don't know this stuff. Hinge. So there's like Bumble. It's a free app. There's not always some. Some are paid but versions. But Hinge yeah, is just true. another app. Hinge is another app. Hinge is known as the more serious one. Like if you're looking for a relationship, so yes, it's not a hookup. It's Tinder like a- is not a hookup. Or Tinder is a hookup. But I don't know. I've, I've met people with successful relationships on. So I was on. There we go. You I was on Tinder. <laughs> There's Facebook. Now Facebook has one too. Anyhow, so I, what's my point? I was on the apps. I was on the apps before I met Macon. And that was right when the I apps thought you were looking started. for your soulmate. I, hey, you aren't meeting anybody in, in your circle of influence. In you have area. no choice but to meet a stranger. Right. With three get, major grad schools. Get, get to a point. Get to a point. The point is. I know someone who have had paid subscriptions and they found the love of their life. All right, so money can buy you love. So yeah, so sometimes you need to invest in the things that matter. Like I think you're with love, like you're that investing money on bought dates. bought them an introduction. It bought I them an, an intro. Apps, an opportunity to meet a stranger. That's what it is. So then how does money buy yours? Well, I, I'm, I asked the question because if money can buy happiness... Money can buy increased happiness. Here's what here's what I don't think. I don't think you can buy happiness. I don't think if, if you are looking for like I only love people who are who make above this salary or who are, you know, like my Why did night, you get into a sultry voice? My, <laughs> Why did you, I'm only looking for people okay, that can buy I'm <laughs> I'm gonna put Amy of seven and a half Amy of eight years ago under the bus. Oh my goodness. Amy of eight years ago was naive thinking she's going to find a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. She was looking for love that had money. And who did I fall in love with? The boy from Alabama who's going to be a pastor. And it was way more fulfilling of a relationship than I could have ever had with other other folks. So no, money cannot buy love, but it could buy you an app to help you meet that person. It could buy you an introduction. So as we wrap up today after that story how do we need to add some jesus in here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay here i'll i'll bring the jesus in Good, Amy. i'll bring Thank the God. jesus in this is from first timothy i'm just gonna be silent over here first timothy six nine through ten people who long to be rich can you read it in the special voice <laughs> oh people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful (laughs) desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kind of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the truth the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows mm-hmm. and that is from first timothy 6 now, that's what i want to talk about in a couple of weeks i think uh-huh. i think, I think in, uh, what you're talking about how, how the love of money uh, leads us to the root of 
uh, of all uh, is root of all evil. So for today, let's wrap up with hey, money allows us opportunities to be happy. To have increased happy to moments. To have increased happiness. Mm-hmm. It can Especially help you to buy uh, out of negative events. Like right, you can right. buy Especially time. Especially if you're in the rich white category, yeah. as Amy's pointed out with oh, the Forbes magazine goodness. article. And that money can present you an opportunity to find love. Well, I'm just saying, have you ever been sad on a jet ski? Probably not. <laughs> it brings you a happy I moment. tell you how shallow <laughs> that sounds for us to end this. Join us next week as we talk about what true love is and finding Amy's soulmate oh my gosh